and now for something completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those of you changing your shorts in Taiwan, welcome to number six in a series of podcasts aimed at filling your discretionary time with questionable observations on the passing parade. As I'm speaking, the blabosphere is yakking it up about Brittany Griner getting nine years on a Russian slammer for toting illegal substances into the mother-fatherland. I say mother-fatherland because I suspect like Miss Griner's pronouns, some Russians are probably confused about whether their homeland is male or female. But regardless, while I won't be spending uh, much time on these retail news stories, you know, the ones that everyone else is repeating to everyone else. Uh, my singular thought is, uh, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. You know, ignorance is no excuse for the law, and you weren't ignorant. The root and tootin' reaction from President Hair Sniffer and uh, good old House Speaker 90 Proof Nancy is a political toss to the LGBTQBFD screeches who might actually show up to vote this fall if their pet project doesn't get petted properly. If you get my drift. Now, President Cornpop says in his statement that she's been wrongfully detained. It's unacceptable. And I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. My administration will continue to work tirelessly. Translation, harumph, harumph, harumph. I especially like the work tirelessly line. This from a guy who can't manage a five-day work week and runs off to his Delaware basement every Friday. Nancy, the pickled speaker, says the wrongful detainment and unjust sentencing of Brittany Griner are brazen and unacceptable violations of the rule of law by Putin. This from a marinated 80-year-old stuttering spaz who regularly makes six figures using insider trading while her equally inebriated husband does Porsche wraps on telephone poles in Napa Valley using the local cops for camo. Rule of law, my ass. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, get stupid government. All right, enough of that. When we left our last pod, I promised to discuss something more tantalizing and compelling than my previous recreational predictions about who the DNC would be running for president in place of our current hair whisperer. Now, once upon a time, Long ago and far away, when I had a show on KSFO San Francisco, I told a caller who was asking about the possibilities within some conspiracy theory that the only way we'd know is with the passing of enough time, since time is the sole arbiter between prescience and paranoia. Now, we both thought that was a pretty astute observation, so I wrote it down for future reference. Well, that time has come. Now, since many ridiculed conspiracy theories have amazingly morphed into hard news, things promptly labeled conspiracies are now getting a second look before being instantly condemned. I mean, just, just take a look at the current mainstream media's sudden interest in flying saucers, a subject that would have you ridiculed into the dirt for decades. So first off, what makes for a good conspiracy theory? Well, it's got to be something better than the Tooth Fairy or the Boogeyman or Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. It's got to be way better than that. So here is the recipe. Initially, the story has to appear possible. It's got to be compelling, sexy, 
contemporary mass appeal would be nice. It's uh, it's got to have enough facts, enough facts to make the theory plausible. Generalities are okay if they add to plausibility without bordering on fantasy land. And what, essentially, you're playing to the general ignorance of the audience and their enthusiasm to judge the practical impact of whatever the hell the skullduggery is involved. So here's the conspiracy theory, if that's what it really is, and not a preview of coming attractions. In fairly short order, maybe just a week or two, California Governor Gavin Newsom will become president of the United States, and no one, not you, not me, not Joe, not anyone, will have a vote or anything whatsoever to say about it. And it's completely legal and with historical precedent. Remember a few weeks ago, Newsom visited the White House while President Biden was begging for oil abroad. He was in town for three days. And when he visited the White House, Newsom had a lengthy closed-door meeting with Biden's chief of staff, the irascible Ron Klain. Now, no one officially knows what was discussed. When asked about it, Newsom just brushed it off. Oh, yeah, California issues. You know, California's real important. But no one denies the meeting took place. Now, you take a flurry of, of published reports like that, include the hard facts, add a big helping of supposition, political possibilities, smoke-filled rooms, closed-door meetings, and this is the way it works out. First, some remarkably rich oligarch type, like uh, George Soros or a Bill Gates, approaches the wildly unpopular glass ceiling breaker, cackling Kamala Harris, with the bad but obvious news. You know, Cammy, honey, just not cutting it. You've become an infestation of barnacles on the DNC's progressive agenda. To correct the situation without causing embarrassment or scandal, I'm offering you $100 million in cash, no tax liability, and the CEO position on the board of Americans for America, or some other appropriately indistinct do-good organization where you'll be able to oversee various programs ostensibly to help America save the whales, the polar bears, eliminate plastic straws in our lifetime, whatever. It's more important than being VP. This position gives you the opportunity to finally do something for America, unfettered by the nasty chains of politics, and be handsomely compensated for the rest of your life. And she will accept the offer. Now, Joe Biden, who obviously is in on all of this, <clears throat> if he remembers it, promptly selects Gavin Newsom to be vice president. Now, granted, the selection has got to be approved by both houses of Congress uh, in accordance with the requirements of the 25th Amendment and all that detail stuff. But who would think for a nanosecond with the current Democrat majorities Confirmation wouldn't come in a heartbeat, right? Okay. Now, after a sufficient amount of time has passed for Newsom to fumigate one observatory circle, measure for drapes, and so on, Biden calls for TV time to address the country, announces his resignation. He might acknowledge his trip stumbles, falls, gaffes, and coughs, 
blaming the pressure of the job and his advancing age and all the rest of that. But in the interest of serving and protecting America and Americans, he resigns the office of President of the United States effective at midnight, passing the torch, football, and keys to the Oval Men's Room to Gavin Newsom. Finito. It is done. No messy campaigns, no embarrassing debates, no rigged voting required. Presto. The DNC rids itself of the national embarrassment of Biden-Harris. Even the scandal that is Hunter will be gone. Should Republicans actually take over the House and Senate? And should they conduct investigations that bring indictments and criminal charges against any of the Bidens? There's President Newsom promptly pardoning them all in the best Ford-Nixon tradition. Now, this may be a new theory, But the basic course of action is not new at all. It's been done before and in the lifetime of most of you listening. But let's let's face it. It's just another one of those silly conspiracy theories spun out by some talking head who's been spending too much time in the playground of his mind. On the other hand, while I may not be the sharpest knife in the chandelier, you can bet your winning Powerball numbers there are many well-connected and wealthy people and way smarter than I am are thinking the exact same things. So time is the sole arbiter between prescience and paranoia. With the midterms fast approaching and the Biden-Harris cruise ship taking on serious water out there in the sea of bad poles, if this conspiracy is going to morph into the new reality, well, we're going to know sooner rather than later. So stay tuned for wacky action. For all you gluttons for punishment, I'll have something completely different coming up in a couple of days. You can take that as a promise or a threat. Drop by the website, brianwilson.net, for all sorts of ways to waste time. Sign up for the hysterical notifications of future travesties, and be sure to pick up a couple of my soporific books. I'd say be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, but I get booted off of those with such regularity, chances are you wouldn't be able to find me. Plus, the CIA, FBI, and NSA are monitoring all of my accounts anyway, so... You don't want to get involved in any of that. Unfortunately, by listening to this, you already are. Hmm. So go ahead. You have nothing to gain. Well, that's it. Now for something completely different. We'll be back sooner than later with more unique commentary and startling revelations. Brian Wilson here reminding you there to bookmark this page. Go to my website, brianwilson.net. Sign up for advanced warnings. Rush after every meal. Buy my book, Practice Safe Sex by Social Distancing. Call your neighbors. Tell your friends about Now for Something Completely Different. And lower your social credit score at the same time. Is this a great show or what? And we'll talk to you next time.